Hey guys, it's Brain here. Ken and I sit down to discuss our summer, where we've been and what's coming up ahead. We also discuss the very popular Netflix series, When They See Us, how it has impacted us personally, and what we can do to move forward. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Hey Ken, hey girl. How you been? Doing well, how about yourself? I have been fabulous. Fly, free, <laughs> bless, highly favored. Yes, highly favored in the Lord. All right, all right. Amen. Hey, hey amen, amen, amen. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was our praise break yes. for the second. Um, yeah, so guys, hey, y'all out there. Yes, hey. God and Lemonade, peeps, how Yes, are how y'all been? I hope that we have been staying in our word, keeping our prayer life together, mm. you know, just walking in the way of the Lord, the way that he would have us to go. That's right. Has anybody fallen off lately? Me. All right, that's all right. We'll <laughs> <laughs> pick you back up, all right? <laughs> just go to the light, Carolyn. Go to the light. I feel like that was a scary movie, but okay. It was, but she still needed to go to the light. That's why I was scary, because she was trying to go in the dark. She wasn't listening. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. No, I ain't going to it the dark. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I think you're going to be all right. Just come on back to the light, girl. Just come on back to the light. All right, I got it. Yeah, so um, we are back with another episode. Because we back, we back, we, we back. back. We back, we back, we back. Unlike we never left, but we did. Right. Uh, but that's all right, because we're always going to come back, people. You know how it is. Uh, I feel like 2019 has just been a year of, um, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. But, Busy. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here. Uh, we still love doing this. Yes. We love having these conversations and we always do it's just really about when can we sit down and record them right uh so we are in the thick of the summer thick thick oh it's so high girl oh mm, mm, mm. mm. just everybody just take a moment of silence right for, for the south louisiana heat please and praise him for the air conditioning Hallelujah. That comes. Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he do it? Right. <laughs> he said he would. Okay. Fight your battles. Because mm. this, uh, this humidity, humidity and heat together are just, it's not okay. It's not. And, you know, I really realized, like, with the recent news reporting, like, here in South Louisiana, our crime rate rises with the the heat index, is it really? Increases. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm definitely gonna do a correlation. I I definitely feel like some of my uh, some of my colleagues or maybe some of my uh, associates have have made this comparison. But yeah, in the summer months, like the crime rates go up. Here. You know why? Because people don't know what they losing their mind. Because they hot and mad. They hot and mad. They brain cells fried and they just make just unwanted. Are they robbing convenience stores for popsicles or something else happening? Girl, they over here licking ice cream down here. You know what? That's so... That's next level. That's very... That's nasty. They're murdering 70-year-old Black History Museum founders. I don't even know how that... (sighs) Right. Help us, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Help the world. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, yeah, it has been a crazy summer. It's been um, an extremely hot summer, but still a blessed one. Yes. 
Uh, what have you been up to this summer? Well, you know, nothing too fun and exciting. Just a lot of work. Um, trying to stay dry. We did have some South Louisiana. Uh, our first mm-hmm. uh, scare of the summer, hurricane season. We had a little tropical storm that touched down this yeah. past weekend. Yeah. Um, but thank God that you know it didn't. It wasn't as bad as, you know, meteorologists expected it to be. So, mm-hmm. man, it was, you know, with the flood in 2016, I think people were anticipating this this storm mm-hmm. to be just, like, tumultuous. And yeah. So I'm glad that everybody took precaution and mm-hmm. just did everything that they needed to do to prepare for the storm. But, you know, God answers prayers because... Hmm. He knew we couldn't we couldn't take a hit like that. Um, we are praying for parts of the state that did receive mm-hmm. some water and fl- and flooding, and yeah. you know we're in agreement with you that you're gonna make it out on top. I mean, we did. We yeah. are a resilient state. Um, yeah, and nothing's gonna stand in the way. But it was it was scary. It was definitely scary last week with the flooding in New Orleans. Even though, like, usually when it rains, it does flood in New Orleans. So, you know, our our uh, brothers and sisters in New Orleans weren't scared at all mm-hmm. because you know they go through this all the time. Every time it rains, but it's just kind of scary and you know unfortunate that the news outlets mm-hmm. did try to increase ratings by reporting false news mm. um trying to compare the flooding that was happening last week to katrina mm. mm-hmm. katrina was dev- a devastating devastating time people died people you know just unhuman lot. things happened to people yeah. during that time um, during Hurricane Katrina, and last week was nothing of the sort. It, it like, nothing, not even close. Not even remotely close for people to, like, the news outlets to report that. So, you know, that was kind of upsetting that, you know, they were trying to build ratings based off that. Um, and that's how you have to know the real source because I think we all, I mean, we all have kind of learned that the news tells whatever story they think will have people tuned into it right and obviously like there's thank god for the news because there are moments that come out the news that you're like yes i need to know that Mm -hmm. but in this situation it does create like this atmosphere of fear right um and it's not even necessary and it's so funny i went out of town uh this past weekend i left thursday and that's when the weather was supposed to start getting bad and so everybody was like are you going are you going i was like i'm going (laughs) okay we going you know but i had to fly out of new orleans and um thankfully when i flew out the weather was good it was a sunny day yeah i got there safely then you know once i i made it to denver and all this stuff started to happen it's like Oh, but your car is in New Orleans. I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah, like, right. is who care? Like, what <laughs> I'm supposed to do? Like, it's there now. Right. So if it's going with the water, goodbye. Right. Like, the Lord will provide. He it's will. like I'm sure not about to fly back to try to go get it. Not a car. Mm-mm. It can be replaced. Clearly, <laughs> and so just like I don't know, I, I but I think in general I pretty have a pretty much have an attitude of just like I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. What you want us to do. Correct. And as long as people are safe, that was my thing. Like, yeah. If people were safe, we can replace material things. I know that, you know, some material things don't have a monetary value and mm-hmm. it can be irreplaceable. But, I mean, 
for the most part, we we can't replace humans. We can't right. We can't bring you to bring you back once you're gone. Like so, I was more focused on the safety of people, mm-hmm. and we'll figure out the other things later. But you know, God, God had to let say this weekend and everything. We had some flooding in our New Orleans office, um, but everything worked out. My family's mm-hmm. well. That stays in New Orleans. They're fine. They still here to live and tell another story for another day. So right. I can't be yeah. more than happy. You know, um, we got a little rain and I, I was listening to somebody say, you know, you got to be thankful for the rain. People that don't have seeds planted aren't thankful for the rain. Because mm. my seeds that I have planted, I, I need that harvest. I and need we were that just rain. talking to somebody who was saying that where they live, it right. doesn't hand rained in two months. Wow two months yeah so what we complain about uh what we think is an access is really somebody else's like well to life right and so we do have to be thankful for it in some type of way because you know they i think everything is working for some purpose yeah so you know he but we were spared of the um I guess heartache around this time and having to like pick up and clean up and, right. and you know, but we've seen that we can do it. Right. So, we've done know. it before and we yeah. can do it again. This is the beginning of the summer, beginning of hurricane season. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got a whole bunch of months to go here. Yeah. But it's all good. It sure is. So outside of this weather, child, what else has been going on? Have you, um, been up to anything exciting for the summer nothing nothing exciting not nothing planned i haven't been anywhere um so i'm looking very very uh much so forward to my vacation next year i'm just trying to get through this year mm-hmm. um, get some debt paid off uh, uh, put it out there okay pay that debt off go ahead <laughs> Jesus did not make me to borrow, okay? Okay. I am the lender. Yes. And I will be not borrowing from these. No, let me start. Right. <laughs> it's about to go left. Right, real uh. left. But no, I'm paying my debt down, you know, trying to plan for 2020 for some awesome vacations. So excited about that. Yeah. Took a self-care day today. Yeah. So I am going to treat myself. Yeah, took a self-care and took your friend in day because <laughs> your girl didn't have no power. That's okay. Came back home safe, flat, flew in. Everything was, you know, perfect. It was a little rain. Get home. Boom. No power. <laughs> None. I tried to thug it out, and I was like, no, it's hot. Hello, can I come to your house? Right. <laughs> That's all right, because God gave me this space yes. that you can come, yes. and we had some catch-up time. Yeah, and so that was good. Great breakfast. What about you? Thank you, yes. Thank you for the breakfast. Yeah, so summer has been... Um, when I reflect on my last two summers, really, like, last summer we were in Kenya, which mm-hmm. was amazing. And though I would have loved to go back, I was like, you know, this summer I got to kind of focus on some other things. So I was extremely blessed that my um, job paid for me and my uh, coworker to go to Boston to our, um, well, to the American School Counselor Association Conference, okay. which was bomb. I had never been to Boston. The weather was amazing. Perfection. Yes. <laughs> like, OMG. Uh, the conference was really good. It really just um, just sparked a new fire in the both of us uh, mm-hmm. and just how we approach our professional career because being a school counselor is a very unique position in the education system. And 
we have a very unique training. However, a lot of times, depending on the school you're in, you don't really get to use that to the benefit of the student. Just because, I mean, a lot of times there are other priorities. Mm -hmm. And so it just reminded us of uh, what we really need to be doing and kind of gave me a lot of confirmation and high five to the stuff that I already try to do and the way that I try to advocate for kids. Because, you know, sometimes when you out here alone on a boat by yourself doing stuff, <laughs> you're like, I'm not crazy. I promise I'm saying the right thing. Right. But it can feel isolating sometimes. And then when you get back with your people, yeah. you know. So it just really gave us the really courage and yeah, positive reinforcement. Yeah, po- and push yeah. through to keep doing what you're doing. Because it's for the cheering, okay? Yes. So, yes, Boston was really, really great. Um, but I... You know, when you go to professional conferences, sometimes it's so much information mm-hmm. that you need time to, like, process. And although I came back for about um, a week or so, I still don't feel like I <laughs> I really haven't processed it. And I, I, now I got to process something else because mm-hmm. I went to Woman Evolve okay. uh, in Denver, which is Sarah Jakes Roberts conference. This is her second year doing it. I watched it online last year and right after I was like, I gotta go. (laughs) Um, And let me tell you, if you can, okay, get your coins and go. Awesome. It is such um, a life-changing experience and it's just really good to be in a godly environment where the spirit is moving where you're just being uplifted as a woman, where you're being fed, and not only just like a spiritual aspect, but, you know, the realities that we deal with, whether it's getting out of debt, uh, whether it's starting that business, uh, whether it's fitness, whatever it is, there was so much happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So many brown, beautiful women, you know, we had our other sisters in there too, but it was just really great to see a lot of black women come together, old and young and Everybody just kind of worshiping on their own terms. But when it's all together, it's just like this amazing atmosphere. Um, So, yeah, she she don't pay me or nothing, but I definitely (laughs) I definitely would say go uh, or go anywhere. Make sure you take the time. And we've said this before Mm -hmm. to invest in yourself. That was kind of like one of the things. Make sure that you invest in yourself spiritually, professionally. Put yourself in those environments like you need it to get through. I was like, this was a perfect time to go. School starts in three weeks. You know, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to take it on now. (laughs) Come down to the school starting. You know what? Excited. Mm -mm. Brandon, I had an argument about this because I said it'd be your own friends. Ooh, Jesus. She's go against you. Right. This is busy season for me, (laughs) y'all. Brandy is praying for school to start, and I'm like, no, I want one more month. (laughs) No, no more months. Right. Go back to work. No, I'm tired. No, no, but I'm ready. So I'm good that I was professionally fed and spiritually fed. So I feel like I can conquer the world. That's amazing. That's so exciting. And I'm so glad that you feel rejuvenated and just ready to conquer the world. Um, I hope to be like you really, really, (laughs) really soon. Yes, girl. Get you a conference. Yes, definitely. Where you can go and unplug and come back up and be like, oh, I'm new. Right. Or country. 
conference country no not okay okay just disappear yeah that's what I yes whatever it takes just to like sleep and be unbothered yes yes well your phone don't even work okay I'm I'm all about what did Apostle Lil Wayne say that he was riding where phones don't roam they don't even come on (laughs) okay never mind that's the past life (laughs) right that was the old me trying to come up okay she was definitely a lyricist (laughs) knowing these lyricists I ain't never heard that one but that's right. (laughs) don't do uh, it's a song okay um I think it, I don't know if it's called Comfortable. And y'all need to know that. You need to know about Kirk Franklin's new album. All right. Long Live Love, which is the bomb. Come uh, on, come <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, uh, we have been meaning to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Yes, for a very long time. And it's probably for the best because I am not as... Um, emotionally I guess, attached. Yeah, I was about to say to, yeah. emotional as I was when yeah. it first came out mm-hmm. um so we're just gonna jump right in it we're gonna talk about the exonerated five yes when they see us yes uh the, the the excellent excellent um netflix series that ava duvernay lord forgive me if i messed up that duvernay duvernay yeah um put out mm-hmm. was it it was definitely the beginning of the summer um mm-hmm. because it it <laughs> made it was trending by the very first day. It's probably like, still trending today. Yes, if you haven't seen it, um, you definitely have to be in a place, in a space to watch something mm-hmm. um, of its sorts. But you should definitely check it out. I have not finished the series, but I am. Ve- I've read things like I, I read the story mm-hmm. of of the Exonerated Five, and y'all, when I tell you, this was I remember learning about. Which they're now called the Exonerated Five. They mm-hmm. were formerly known as the Central Park Five. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in school learning about, you know, these guys that were falsely accused of raping and beating a, a white woman in Central Park. Mm-hmm. But it did not, like, I vaguely remember, you know, reading about it or learning about it. And it was just like, move on. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't until my my adult two-month-year-old day <laughs> That it really resonated in me and mm-hmm. really moved me and upset me mm-hmm. about what really happened to these five young men yeah. in New York City yeah. in it, 1989. Yeah. Wow. It. Uh, so whenever the series came out, so, you know, I too heard about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like when you hear about something like that, it makes you mad. But when you see it, played out mm. as I'm sure the people who actually were you know old enough to know what was going on when it actually happened felt like I, we were all just in an uproar it took me a a while mm-hmm. to even watch it um just because the way I'm set up I, I was like I, I'm not gonna be able to do it right now right but I will do it and so I finally finished it yay for you yay I'm excited and it's important that we watch our stories um yes. And tell our stories. Mm-hmm. The tough ones, the the, the joyous ones, one, whatever. Yeah. Just tell them and and embrace them, and more so than just watching it, uh, get an action plan. Yeah, what can you do? Yes. And so, it, it was definitely hard to watch, but um, you. Did. I think I found a silver lining. I'm I'm so glad because I, <laughs> I the first thing 
y'all, I remember turning on this this series and trying to watch it. And the first thing I did was picked up the phone and called Ken. Like I had to stop it. I think I got maybe maybe 45 minutes into the first series and I had to pick up the phone and call Kendallin because I was so upset. Mm-hmm. And the question that I asked her is how can how can I or how am I able to forgive this DA? Like how how mm. can I turn the other cheek on mm. this woman? Like how can I love my neighbor as I love God. Like, I have never put my eyes on God. I have never, like, touched God. But I am to love this person that has done such wrong. Mm. And and, and, and imposed such an injustice on five young men. Like, you know, I'm still working through her specifically (laughs) (laughs) for myself because, again, I I think that most people in the world are good. And Mm -hmm. I think there are very few people who have traces of wickedness. And I think what she did was very wicked because she knew. Right. Like, ma'am. And it's all about, do you build your career off Off of of that? And you start to write books. Sit on boards. These crime stories or whatever. You know, you're doing all this stuff off the backs of. These black and brown boys, boys that you broke. Boys. Boys. The 14, age range 14 to 16. And let's not, I mean, not to say that boys can't do some oh, scary no. things. Because no, they no, can. No. They can. But they didn't. Right. And um, it's just so crazy how one decision affected so many things. Right. And it's like. Even the victim. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't speak up either. But she didn't know, and it's hard. And I like that, like she's mentioned, obviously, because she's mentioned. But she's not really. It's not really about her, um, because I I wouldn't want people like having anger towards her. Yeah. For to experience what she experiences, like who who wants to go through that? Right. Nobody. And she has. She had no recollection of. You know, she wasn't able to testify. I mean, she testified, but I know that she. Was like she doesn't know. Yeah, she doesn't know what happened, girl. That was horrific, horrific, horrendous. Yes, just horrible. Just every yeah. every word in it. But exonerated, they have moved on. I mean, not moved on, but they have been exonerated from those. Uh, you know, I mean, it was horrific for her. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. she still had that experience. Right. No she matter still, what. She still had it. Yeah, and but that... But I think, wasn't it just one man? It was yeah, one man. Yeah, he confessed, but I'm just saying, like, I'm glad that it it wasn't so much focused on her. her? Yeah. Because people then would, you know, once you're mad and you want to blame, you get mad at everybody. Right, you right. like, well, that white, you know, she shouldn't have been doing this and she shouldn't mm-hmm. have... At the end of the day, like, what happened to her was out of pocket. Okay. Yeah. Definitely like, terrible. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, the man, although it took him forever, right. finally confessed. confessed to doing it. Uh, but, yeah, for the actual boys that had to go through it, wow. 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 So, I, I think what was so, um, I, and we see this every day, mm-hmm. honestly. And I, well, I don't, we don't see it. We don't actually see it every day, but we mm-hmm. hear about it every day. We know these things that exist. And so I think what changed this was actually being pulled into their story and seeing how 
Like, they were just young boys out here doing what teenagers do. Right. Um, and then they get pulled into this, like, their cycle, and they don't even know what's going on. Their lives change dras- drastically, quickly. Right. Yeah, and so, um, like, I was trying to watch the first episode. I was, like, five minutes in. I was like, nope. It's like five minutes. I was right, like, nope, right, right. not ready. I'll be back. Right. Um, it really took me a while to get through the first episode. And the last one mm-hmm. was, was pretty tough. But it's crazy how sometimes it's just no regard for those that we have determined are criminals. Yes. Like, you're a criminal, so you have no value. Nope. And we never, we never even see their life story, and and that even if they had done it, or people who have done things, redemption is available to us all. Right, and grace. Yeah, God died for us to have. Yeah, grace. Yeah, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get that grace back. I think a year or two ago we talked about that grace, like that forgiving. Mm-hmm grace that we're supposed to extend to folks that we oftentimes do not um Mm -hmm. and for our own selfish reasons or or not or just because what society has has told us what we should and should not do we don't we don't extend that grace to to folks and um yeah that's (laughs) that's a that's a hard pill to swallow when you when you are on the um, other well, when you're that person, you have to answer for you have to answer for that grace that you didn't extend. I do believe one day mm-hmm. um, that you will be held accountable for not extending that grace, or you will be put in a place where grace has to be extended to you, hmm. and it'll it'll make you, you know, because I I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Miss Fairstein wants some grace right now. Girl, but <laughs> but as Christians and she's as like a hundred years old. She not she probably not that old, but yeah. But at the end of the day, she did wrong. Um, but, she, I, but I still think I mean earthly earthly wise, there has been no consequence equal to that of which they. No, absolutely yeah. not. But she still has to stand before the Father. Hmm. <laughs> and I guess I mean in that aspect of it. Yeah. She's gonna want that grace, and I'm, you know, I don't know her beliefs or you know, and I'm not. Then there's a reality that she could really turn her life if she is Christian, right? And she could still be living next door to somebody in heaven at some Bruh, point. If she had the praise party, me and Jesus, no, no. Okay. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, a, right? That's, that's a reality for grace, everybody. Right? Yeah, like, for everybody. Oof. Which is hard to swallow when you have seen somebody do something so intentionally mm-hmm. malicious. Um, and so it's interesting, but it made me think about, um, uh, I referenced Luke 6, 12 through 16. And, you know, basically the whole, the whole question I got out of that was, you know, Judas was close to Jesus, you know, and he was always there to betray him. You yeah. know, that was a part of, you know, Jesus knew he was going to the cross. Right. Um, did he know exactly how, I mean, maybe he knew how it was happening, but let's just say us who looking on the outside, 
did it. Like, you know, at the end of the day, the first thing you learn about God is like, oh, he died on the cross for us. But then you start to learn the details of the story mm-hmm. and you learn that, oh, like his journey to the cross. It wasn't like he just was like, la, 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 hey, I'm get, here. Yeah. All right now, guys, it's 12 p.m. on this date. It's time for me to go to the cross. I'll see and you in the betrayed, upper room. Right. <laughs> no, like with no betrayal. It, no, wasn't no like betrayal. He, okay. it wasn't like he was just like. Oh, it's my time to go. Yeah. He knew it was his time to go, but how he had to go was like... I know. Yes. It was so much betrayal, so much, like, backstab. It was just too much going on, like, in the story. Yeah. But it's like, if there were... If the betrayal didn't happen, the cross didn't happen. Correct. And you said that earlier, and it did yeah. make me think. But the Lord, the, but God, that's... I mean, at that point, that's what I think I said in my mind is, but God, like... Yeah. You're right. Even though so, the betrayal did happen, yeah. and he had to go through that to get to the cross. Yeah. Um, and so would would we say, knowing what we personally know about God in our lives? All right, we could take the betrayal out the story, but if we take the betrayal, the cross goes too. What, what would you say? Yeah, no, keep that. I like you know what? Like, it's he, all right. He, he made strong. it through. He, he had was a strong, strong back. He <laughs> the nails in his hands. He stayed he, on the cross. I don't you know, know how he did, but he made it. He got to do it because hmm. he, he, he even had friends up there. Right. Well, they weren't really friends, but they but was talking company. Yeah, people was there with him. You know, we love him. I'm trying to make sure make this out to be a good story. Right. I mean, it was, but I'm just. We would find a way to be like, well, mm-hmm. shoot, it was just a little dog bite. You, know, you got rabies, but you good because right. you got the cure for rabies, you know, or something. The father came and saved you. <laughs> right. He, said, he had a seat. Right. Next to him on the throne, like, you could do this, Jesus. Right. <laughs> if this me. Right. The cross goes away. Oh, And no. it just makes me think that, like, so, so, first of all, contrary to what we fantasize in our mind, nothing in the Bible Okay, mm-hmm. said that this thing called life would be just easy breezy, right? Every day, seventy degree weather, sunshine, a slight wind blowing to make you look like Beyonce all the time. All right. No, through the meadows, nothing. Flowers. Nothing says that. It says that hard times will come. Mm-hmm. All right, but you know, keep pushing through yeah. because the Lord has overcome all of this, right? Right. And so I think when God puts it, puts us in situations. Um, we do have to think, what is the lesson? What is the bigger picture? Mm-hmm. So if the Exonerated Five story never happened to the capacity in which it happened, mm-hmm. and then an Ava DuVernay or whoever never took that story on to tell it, yeah. there's never this national conversation with millennials and uh, generation X or whoever you know mm-hmm. the 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 generation of people who are, are no nonsense yeah. and like equality equality there's there's never that deep of a conversation from those people and so is there in the future ever really change in the justice system you know what I mean yeah so I all things work together for good which is great to say when you're quoting it from the Bible hard to say when you're actually going Living through, through the tough thing yeah but it's just like, God, like what has to come out on the other end of this has to be good yes. because that's just who you are. Right. Uh, now, do you want to be Corey Wise in that situation and Tron McCray, um, Yusuf, right. uh, any, of any, any of them? Do you want right. to be any of them? No, you don't. But if you were able to see the day 
that the justice system through and through was really the justice system would you huh. would you say I would take that yeah absolutely yeah yeah I, I think that's the way we talked about earlier just the justice system them going through what they went through to actually be just a segue to have the justice system actually provide justice like mm-hmm. seeing injustices stop happening maybe not in my lifetime I pray I pray that you know I can see, you know... But think about the slaves and... Right, People right. then fighting for equal... You know, fighting for... You got fighting for freedom. You got... First of all, you got just fighting to just stay alive. Yeah, then you got survival. fighting for freedom. <laughs> right. Then you have uh, fighting for equality. Uh, and so... Well, life is just like this race, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're alive now. You get the baton. So whatever happens in your life... You have to pass that baton off, and and hopefully somebody's taking what you did and and making Money. greater strides, right? So I think that's what it's all about. It's just getting to a greater point. Um, and again, it's easier said when it's not you, right, or your family, or mm-hmm. anybody that you know personally going through it, or not even personally, just someone that you could directly relate to. Because any one of those four guys could be could right. have been any one of my family members. So. You're right, and I think that's the way that we have to, as Christians, we have to look at it mm-hmm. in order to have a peace of mind and to be able to forgive your our brothers and sisters and just know that, you know, it's for a better good. Like, God has a greater a greater story in, in mm-hmm. place for, for the injustices that we are seeing and that this is not in vain right and if there's you know take it more personal if there's no trunk (laughs) is there an exposure to how much we are still broken as a society in 2019 i mean it ain't take trump to show us that but i but i I think but i think no but we knew it but, but I think it, it was it then it, it was like, yeah, yeah, it was like slapped in your face. Oh, yeah. It did. Oh, like, it's people you could just go out here and be like, I don't like people who you work, you in a wheelchair. Right. And you could just say that. Right. And to, I feel like before that, people did stuff in the comfort of their own home. And you knew it was happening, but it wasn't so, like, blatant, like. A friend and personal. Right. And yeah. so I think the question becomes, all right, so once. Once things are exposed, whatever those things are, what do you do with the information? I think the issue has become is we're not doing enough. Yeah. Now, we all getting together, meeting on Twitter or Instagram or whoever, and talking about it. But what action are you taking from these things that you're seeing don't align with godly principles? Right. Yeah, especially as Christians. I think we sit back way too much um, when things happen. So... When They See Us was definitely hmm. a tough pill to swallow, but a necessary pill to swallow, um, to move forward in some, in some type of way. And I, and, uh, was it Antron? Yeah. yeah. Who is okay. really heartbroken. He is. And I, I can see why. I mean, we talked about this earlier, just like someone that you trust. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this is... This is a family member. This is uh, your hero. This is someone that you look up to. Right. Um, then tells you to to tell a lie. Right. Um, mm. Because that's that's what that's all he knew to do. Mm-hmm. He thought in in what I I gathered from it that the father 
was trying to protect his family. And yeah. something was put in, dangled in front of him and could ultimately be taken away and he would no longer be able to provide mm-hmm. for his family and not knowing that ignorance of not knowing um, that what they, what the police and the justice system was telling him was a lie. He then led his son to nah, believe. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't watched it, yeah, what happened was one of the boys, Antron McCray, was sticking to, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. His father then comes in and initially was like, okay, he didn't do it. Then he had a private conversation with an officer. The officer then brought up something. Like, he had a record, mm-hmm. you know? And so the officer's just like, just tell him to stay so you guys can go home. You know, so your job won't be threatened. And a black man living in America, in the time in which he grew up. Who has a record. Right. That current employer does not know about. Felt like, let me just say what these white people want me to say. So I can go home and we can move past this. Not realizing that asking his son to lie was about to be the worst decision he son. ever made. And um, Oprah did a special with the men. Mm-hmm. And he is still yeah deeply affected. Yeah. Um, I did. Decision. Never had a good relationship. Like, he just, he, he doesn't, he, he did say that he knows that he needs to seek out counseling. His wife wants him to, mm-hmm. but he, he just doesn't. He's like, I'm broken. Like, I know I am. Um, and so that kind of goes to one thing that they were talking about at the conference. Like, things happen in life. Like, really, really bad things happen. Mm-hmm. But you have to decide to move past it. Yeah. Like, you gotta decide to get up and move and, Another one of the things that the men were saying, you know, like, they ruined my life. They ruined my life. And you and I were talking about this idea that, like, what if we just start looking at life instead of, like, a culmination of years? Just, like, the blessing of each day. Yeah. Can you really ruin my life if I decide to get up today and take that mug back? Right. No. Yeah. You know, and I think as long as we decide to live in in moments, then it gets, you know. It gets better. Yeah. But we're still praying for... Mr. McCray and yes, all of father. them. It's yeah. all of them, all of them, because I'm pretty sure they all are dealing with each and one mm. of their own mm-hmm. um, situations. But Man. just that one specifically, because um, I, I never want just because I feel so. I mean, he hasn't explicitly said he has hatred in his heart for his father, but he has un- unforgiveness in his heart. For his father and mm-hmm. um, his mother died. Yeah, um, asking him to not dishonor, not dishonor God. Like God, his mother was a very spiritual woman, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Look what God did for you. Look, God got you out of this situation." Mm-hmm. And I think that he'll always remember that because he honored his mother so much. And hopefully, those words will be something that he could use to mm-hmm. to repair and just um forgive his father yeah and even talking about moving forward i thought the title was so fitting when they see us right mm-hmm. and just this conversation that happened over this past weekend that you and i are talking about just at a human level we all want to be seen mm-hmm. and uh, uh what the heck, what's the man name who played his daddy michael the guy from the wire um, anyway, when Oprah was interviewing him, 
he was saying that, you know, he, he was growing up during that time. And I think maybe he was a teenager Mm -hmm. and he was saying, you know, the first thing that kind of went through his head was not wanting to be associated with them. Yes. You know, and, and so, and that happens like in communities, especially communities that are always, um, sought out as the criminals and whatever. So then you got people who look just like me around my same age and now, um, I could be put in the same category. Right. But I think it's important for all of us. That that was such a powerful statement. Uh, yeah, Michael K. Williams, yeah. Um, such an important statement for us to look beyond the surface yeah. of people. Absolutely. You, period. <laughs> yeah, because you see stuff, you make assumptions, like... Uh, even with a Trayvon Martin, he he got a hoodie on, so he looks like whatever, you yeah. know, which, don't even get me started on that story. Ooh. Anyway, or just like when you see young boys now or young girls now, and they talk in a certain way, and they're doing this, you know, we make assumptions, assumptions about people, but we don't know the half of it, right. you know, and we have to really start, we have to strive to start to really see each other. Yeah. Um, and to, I guess... To assume positive. We always assume the yeah. negative. Right? Yeah, we do. We, I can give you an example. It was pouring down raining yesterday, and I was in a car with two other women and a baby, mm-hmm. and this guy, was car had stopped, stopped under the interstate. We were going to lunch. Mm-hmm. It was pouring down, pouring down raining. He had a gas can. He was walking. He was covered up. And the driver, who was my friend, she was just like, I should have stopped. Like, she started to pull over. She was like, we could just give him a ride to, to the gas station. And um, that way, he half the battle is far. Like, it's pouring down raining. Like, mm-hmm. how could he run out of gas, like, in a time like this? So, my first thought was like, girl, <laughs> who? Who got he about to get in? Because not this one. I'm hopping out if he hop in. Like, I assumed the negative. Whereas yeah. her heart went out for a man that was walking on the side of the street. She she didn't see murderer. She didn't see serial killer. She didn't see, oh, he's going to rob us. She saw a man that needed help. Mm-hmm. And I, the first thing I thought of was like, that's God. The God in her wants to help this man. And the first thing in me is I saw, I cringed. I'm just like, oh, my God, I hope she doesn't stop. I mean, yeah. we didn't have the room to pick him up. I mean, she did change her mind. She was just like, well, it's, it's no room to add him here. But, you know, she said a prayer. She was just like, she immediately started praying, and I hope this man gets to where he's going. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's so crazy that we have been desensitized to, to help. Like, I get it that we want to protect. When we should, we yeah, should be cautious, that, especially as women. As women, know, I, I always women. like, and I'm usually by myself, right? And sometimes I'll see situations. I'm like, dang, I wish I could help, but then I'm hesitant because I'm like, oh, but I could get kidnapped. Take, right. You know, they like take this, it's not gonna be a good situation. You know, you think of that because how the world is, yes, right? Yeah. But I think oftentimes about what if the people didn't help Jesus? What if they mm. took him as, you know, a threat, or they didn't they didn't take him in or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They didn't feed him. They didn't clothe him. They didn't give their very best. Where would we be? Where would we be? Oh, <laughs> right. So <laughs> I, I had to take take a step back yesterday and challenge myself mm-hmm. and just kind of like, 
you know, we shouldn't, it could be, that could be me. Yeah. It has been me. Yeah. I have been out, phone dead last year, right before I bought this house. Mm-hmm. My phone died. I had a flat on the interstate. It was like 15 cars, no mm-hmm. lie, 15 cars on the side of the road because they had some debris on the interstate and nobody would help me. Nobody would give me a phone charger to charge my phone. Mm-hmm. Like I cried for must have been two hours. Wow. Because yeah. nobody would help me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this cannot, this has, this cannot be life. In the very, I feel like the very next day, I had made a promise that night. I was just like, anytime anybody needs anything from me, I'm giving it because mm-hmm. it's not even worth it. I could go back and replace it. I can, I can do it again. I had moved into my home. I remember this. I moved into my home and the movers, someone was bringing furniture or something. He was just like panicking. He was like, oh my gosh, my phone is dying. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got a couple more loads. I was like, wait one moment. I went and gave him my charger. I don't know where. I was like, I'll go buy another charger. Like, here, sir, because I was you a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and nobody would help me. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, so great. He was like, thank you, ma'am, so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that just made me feel so great, like, yeah. so awesome. Guy was like, well, let me test what you just said. Correct. Yeah. And I did it. Like, I promise you I did it because I never want anybody to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, especially we were just talking about being on the other side of that grace, mm-hmm. being extended that grace. Like, it's probably been several homeless people that I passed up that needed my $5 yeah. in my wallet. But because the world tells us these people do this, that's their job. Correct. Money. We be like, well, they don't need my money. Correct. And yeah. I'm standing in line, car not swiping because account been hacked. <laughs> and I need, I'm hungry. Right. I need this same right. extension of grace. So we have to be mindful. We yeah. have to be mindful. And God finds ways of putting us in those positions where we have to remember remember to be humble yeah. and to to be reminded that we, we need, we all need somebody at some point in time. We need that grace to be extended and we need to extend grace. Yeah. And I think too, even outside of that, like we have to be more bold in speaking up for what we know is truth. Mm-hmm. In moments when injustices do happen because, like I said, we get outraged behind closed doors on the internet. But when we can really be in real spaces and do real things, it it's only the, those few little activists that you mm-hmm. always see on TV <laughs> or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. going in. And where where are the rest of us who think the same things that we're not standing behind them? Right. We have to do better. We do. And I think if we were to be better as coming together as a people for a certain instance, that change would come a lot quicker. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody wouldn't be locked up if somebody would have spoke up. Yeah. But there's always that underlying what happens if I do. Yeah. Kind of like the dad in the story. What okay, do if I, I don't say what they want me to say, then I'm going to do this, blah, 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 blah. But I believe, I believe that God honors truth. He does. He honors what's real, and I and I always say that. Like, I'm always going to speak up in the uh, space that I have been given, no matter what that means. And if a, this door closes, another one will open because I know that I'm not going to say anything that's not in alignment with what God would want me to say. Right. You know, so. And that job is not the source. Huh. 
Say that again. The job is not the, the source. The job is not the source. Period. Point blank. Right. Period. <laughs> period with a T. Yes. Um, yeah, so if you guys haven't seen it, check out When They See Us on Netflix. We know most of you have probably heard of the story. But if you haven't, um, it's just great, really, to have a moment to experience it through through their eyes. And mm. then, too, just the topic of what happens when people are released from prison yeah. and trying to come back into society. Like, one of the guys actually went back to prison because it, he couldn't get a job. Right. He couldn't get a break. Oh, we ha- As a society, goodness. that doesn't make any sense. But that, again, that's the injustices of our justice system because that is definitely how it is set up. Mm-hmm. I have friends that have family members that right now, if they didn't have supportive family members, these people would be back in jail mm-hmm. because there are so many things you have to register to do and take classes and you have to have funds and a job to do so, but... Society has made it to where sometimes you cannot set yourself up to mm-hmm. to even get a job. And I would challenge um, CEOs, owners, uh, directors, whatever, whoever is in power to make hiring decisions to really see people right. before you just, I mean, unless it's just like checks and balances, like you know somebody going to come check up on this. But <laughs> I mean, other than that, like if you have the power to give somebody opportunity, give somebody opportunity the right people obviously right um and i think most people are still the right people they just right had a moment in time and then like so we're punishing them again so they Mm -hmm. serve the time for the crime that they committed but outside of outside of serving the time for the crime they have to relive it every Mm -hmm. day because Mm -hmm. we're punishing them we're putting it in their face that they cannot do x y and z Mm -hmm. and they cannot be productive citizens of the the community, so you just go back to the cage that you came from, and most of them feel like that. That's why most people go back to prison. Mm-hmm. So it it's definitely we have some work to do. We got some work to do. We yes. got some work to do. Work, work, work. But we all can do something. Yes. Whether you're just kind, whether you choose to intentionally see somebody, whether you can give somebody opportunity. Whether you are a writer and you can write somebody's stories, you can, you know, do something creative, whatever. We all can do our part in helping all of us get ahead and come out of things that are meant to set us back. Right. But God, you but know? God. Yeah. This is well, awesome. I know. It's, yeah, it's. I'm in such a better place. I'm just like laughing and smiling, just like thinking yeah. of the next step of what else I can do. Maybe I yeah. can write my congressman or, or state council. Like, cause I was mad. You are. I was mad. I was too. I couldn't even get through it. You know, Ooh. that's a shame. I still haven't gotten through. It. And uh, <laughs> you know, one of my friends made a point. Like, okay, you can't get through the story that they lived through. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> You're right. You know what? Let me put my finger up and go back to my room and figure it out. <laughs> You're right, but ooh, it's just ooh, it's too. I guess it's too close to home. Yeah, but that's just like being afraid to look at your bank account balance, baby. If you don't check it, boo, you don't know what you got going on, and so you out here spending, getting in debt, living in fear versus just embracing. <laughs> That you broke and you ain't supposed to be doing it. Right. What's really happening (laughs) so that you can get your life all the way in order. That's right. Stop trying to turn a blind eye. That's a word. Hmm. (laughs) Well, that's all the words we got for today. 
So, you guys, until next time, remember, God is in the details.